You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Sid Talk's putting a jacket on. Uh, she, she thinks it's cold in here when it's uh, actually she 75 degrees. She think it's cold in here. It is cold in here. 75 degrees in this room. Don't care about numbers. Old I'm lady. telling you it's cold. All right, so it's a Monday. I'm uh, sorry for being a bit late this week. Why little... are you sorry? I'm sorry to our listeners who were probably waiting oh, on the way to work this morning. They pulled out their iPhone. They went to their... They were devastated. They went to their... And they went, huh, why is that not? Because it does every other week. Don't you think they might have reasonably thought, oh, yeah, yesterday was Easter. Probably not. Because last, last year on this day, we did It's a little bit of a delusion of grandeur there, Hayes. <laughs> what I'm saying is every other day last year... True. We uh, put it out. So this was the only other day we've ever done it on the Monday. So, maybe they... I'm not sure if that's accurate, but I'll go with it. It is. Just look at the file dates. (laughs) So, uh, it's Monday, April the 13th, 2009. This is after the show number 65. And the movie we're looking at this week is Yes Man on Blu-ray Disc. This is a 2008 movie. It was released on DVD DVD and Blu-ray Disc last Tuesday, the 7th of April. Um, It's it's on Blu-ray from our friends at Warner, and you're going to tell us what it's about. Yes, man. It's about a man who's living his little boxed-in life, not interested in much, trying to avoid his friends, blah, blah, blah. Kind of like stuck in a routine, lonely, maybe a little bitter, even though it doesn't come off that way. And, um, you know, kind of tried to make it clear that he needs to break out of this and comes along some duty news. He goes to a seminar where a guy says, say yes to everything. And your life will be better. And then, of course, the character starts saying yes to things, and things change. That's about it. The it's end. Like, it's like the ultimate, you know, that bullshit thing about, ooh, let's build an arc for the character. I'm sure it's not actually bullshit, but I mean, it's the most obvious kind. I'm not saying it's bad, I'm saying it's just one of those. And let's say this... Um... Stuck in a rut... Here's something to change your life. Boom, change your life. And this movie is based on a book which is wrote by an uh, English uh, BBC dude called Danny Wallace. And it's the, the book was the story of him saying yes to stuff for a whole year. Not, not a story. Him, yeah, right, and it did seems it completely in 100 million percent off track from what that book is like. Yeah, exactly. It, um, this is a movie... It, it isn't the movie of the book. It's... Just using the same idea, but yeah, yeah, it's nothing. It's not like oh, here's the book made into a movie at all. It's just the idea made into a movie. Um, not even the same idea, really. No, I think it. That's what I'm saying. It, the only it, thing it, is, it's a Hollywood a, thing. Use it for a sight gag because he starts saying yes to everything, like PersianBride.com, and do you want a bigger penis on on his email, and um, Jehovah's Witnesses come to the door, or Mormons or whoever, and he says yes, come on in, and he. Orders the bed that you jump on with the glass of wine, all that kind of stuff. It makes for good, funny. Yeah, kind of. because all the things in your life that you reject constantly for good reasons, then he starts taking on all that. So okay, so um, I kind of expected something different from this movie, which it didn't have. I thought it was going to be some kind of act of God that made him say yes to everything. Right. Or some kind of supernatural thing. Right. I, I, when I saw the trailers, for some reason, I, that 
stuck in my mind. Like, oh, somebody... Like, he has to say yes. Like, the, he doesn't actually have a choice. But isn't that liar, liar? Yeah, that yeah. is. And that's why I thought to myself, right. well, why why bother? Like, it's just yeah. liar, liar. So, let's just say it is not that. It's oh, no. free, free choice to say it. Um, and then... So, this movie, just as a general thing here, is... I thought it was fine for a Hollywood mm-hmm. comedy. Um, it's really Hollywood. I don't... I always say that. And I never explain exactly what I mean. But it's like a big package. Like a star, like you say, a perfect, like, arcing mm-hmm. thing. Beginning, middle, end. You can tell it's it's so made. Like, it's... it it's Nothing seems spontaneous about it. It's planned to the intricate... A vehicle for Jim Carrey. You know, that kind of thing. Or a vehicle for the movie studios to sell That's Jim Carrey I, to us again. Like Yeah, I think that's more... It's more like... You know, they use Jim Carrey as a vehicle for their movie more than him using a movie for himself. You know, it feels like that. That's what like, I'm getting at. Because we've, we've been sold Jim Carrey countless times with his goofy, pulls funny face, does his laugh. You can only, you know, Ace Ventura, that kind of thing. This is that again, really. But it's a little bit more... It's better than that. I mean, let's not do, like... I, I actually thought Ace Ventura was pretty good. Yeah, but I'm saying it's For not that. I mean, we're talking 10 years later, 12 years later, whatever. So it's better. It's more refined. It's got some really good, genuine moments. We'll talk about that when we get to the cast. I didn't dislike so, it, is what I'm saying. Yeah. But it was just middle of the road for me. I mean, yeah. it was fairly amusing in parts. I kind of like the premise, even though it was a bit... There's no, I, there's no mysticism. I don't or, necessarily feel that saying yes to everything would make your life better in an, in any way, shape, or form. I mean, saying yes to some things maybe, but not everything. Actually make it a lot worse. Maybe like. a few more wouldn't hurt you. <laughs> huh? Maybe a few more wouldn't hurt you. I don't think I'm going to be answering those. I've got five emails there in the box now. <laughs> if I said yes to them, would it make my life better? Make me poorer, probably. Probably have to give... Yeah, but you don't know, do you? That's the point. You never know. Well, one guy wants me to send $1,000 to the chic shake of Iraq or something, you know. I don't think that would work. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, the premise is it's fun because, yes, there's a lot of interesting things you can do in a movie, but... And this is something... It's a big bird. No, this is something... Another Jim Carrey movie, Bruce Almighty. And this was my problem with Bruce Almighty. And I do like the movie because it's fun. But, like I said to you... When he gets the power of God in Bruce Almighty, when he gets, he can do anything, the only thing the movie does with it is like a little tiny thing, little tiny things. They, they don't do enough, they don't, I always think somebody getting all them powers would be funny because you could do so much with it. Well, they like underused that, that. And then just carry on with this. In this as well, I think they underuse the fact that he says yes to stuff. I don't think there's enough funny moments. There is a little montage of him jumping on yeah, the temper. Yeah, and that's bed. enough. I was like, See, okay, I was okay. more. Of I that. get it. I get it. You don't need to drill it into my head. He's going to. I was just thinking there would have been more stuff you could do because it's really a small. But then I guess they do go on to do a few more things. But yeah, not enough for me. Not enough yes things. I just think I just think he learns to fly. He plays guitar. He jumps off a bridge. He he does, but it's so brief. <laughs> like it's it's you know, 
Yeah, he does He does do some things, but I don't know. I just felt like it wasn't filled in. But this isn't a power over anything he has. There has to be practical considerations. You could show a character saying yes to everything. Even I was thinking, like, how is he paying for all this? How's he paying for flying I, lessons, I actually guitar thought, lessons, I actually Korean thought lessons. about myself. So if you go any further and show him climbing uh, the biggest mountain in the world or, you know, base oh. jumping off of a into a cave in some crazy country, you've got to think, this guy has a job. He's got limited he funds. Bank, yeah, he's got way. limited... So, unless it shows him robbing from the bank, which is a whole other movie. So I thought <laughs> that would... Because he, he works in a bank and he's the chief of loans. He gives out loans to people. And he always disapproves them at the beginning. So when he mm-hmm. when he takes on the thing to say yes to people, he obviously starts giving out more. Well, all every loan yeah. anybody asking for he anything. doesn't say no to anything. No, so that's it. And that's funny because there's some funny scenarios there mm-hmm. of like a woman who bakes cakes that look like celebrities that don't really look. Yeah, like they're not quite. She doesn't quite <laughs> capture them. But see, there there is a lot of stuff. I think maybe you were. If you add it all up, there's a lot of different experiences he's having. Because they have to squeeze the story in there. There's a love interest. So does, and do, do you like Jim Carrey? Let's I say. do. I actually love Jim Carrey. See, I, I love watching him. I prefer him in a serious, more serious role than a comedy role always. Like Man on the Moon and The Truman Show are my favorite two with him. I don't know if that goofy I feel persona. like at this point in his life, because I've watched, I think, every movie... Almost every movie, probably not every single one in the whole world. I no, of his, of his, I haven't seen. Oh, like, he's been sure. Uh, I haven't seen the old whatever. I've seen most. I'd say ninety percent of his movies if I added them up. And at this age, watching him, I think there's got to be times, and I'm sure there are, when he's thought, "Oh God, I'm just a, I'm just some twat they put up on there and make me act goofy." And what am I doing in the world? What am I doing? This is just stupid. You know what I mean? Like, why am I doing these movies? They, they're meaningless. And sometimes, I don't know why, I'm looking at him and he's saying or doing something that's... Like, near the beginning of the movie, he runs into a waiter with the tray and it spills and he does, like, the mm. Jerry Lewis fall. And I think it's like an exhibition of him. Oh, let's use Jim Carrey and make him be goofy and silly and make everybody laugh. And as a person, I feel like I actually see or think to myself... Does he walk away from that scene going, God, what an asshole I am. Like, I do nothing in this world except for be goofy. So I, that bothers me a little bit. And then I watch other scenes and stuff, and I just... I really enjoy his little moments. I can't I can't actually ways. work him out. Like, because when I see extras of him, too, like where he's on the film set, and he is pretty much being Jim Carrey, like, like he's almost performing... Even when the cameras aren't rolling, he's performing... To the crew and stuff, but I think that's him. Yeah, see, that's where I can't work it out whether he's just always got his face on until Look, he goes home on I his own. I think he's like. super serious because I said I saw him on Larry King the other night with Jenny McCarthy, his girlfriend, talking about autism and how the medical industry is like lying to everyone and giving all their everyone has to give their children so many immunization shots when they're born, and this is going to cause lots of health problems and it potentially causes autism and that. No one in the industry... I mean, it was a really serious discussion, you know, to the point of, you know, they're harming our children because pharmaceutical companies give them money. Over and over, this was there. It was a very serious... So then I think, okay, that's an intense part of his life right there. You don't mm. see the goofiness, so how does he get on a movie set? And, you know, I mean, it was a totally different... But he's just like everybody else, isn't he? You know? 
Yeah, but I think he has a lot of insecurities and a lot of that weird, you know, nervous energy. And he's like a got a little bit of a, adult attention deficit disorder <laughs> or whatever that is, where he's he feels the need to please everybody all the time. Plus I think now, he does it. He's like a packaged thing, isn't he? He's Jim Carrey. If you're working on a set and you're just the you know, you're the guy who sweeps the thing, but everybody's like, ooh, Jim Carrey's doing this movie. Even you are going to be thinking, like, I want to catch a glimpse of this guy and see how he acts. And if he doesn't act the way you think he should, with the goofy and the bigger than life, you know, then you, you got a lot see to... see through the cracks. Yeah, you got a lot to maintain there. But yes, I do. To answer your question, I really like so watching yeah, him. So, and what did you think of Yes Man? I did laughed you think a it lot was like at individual things. Um... And the the idea now to say this is an idea movie sounds a bit lofty, but it actually is the idea that we we're bombarded constantly with opportunities. It's also to not a new idea, people. is it? No, no, I no. Mean, we've seen it several times. Oh, constantly. Seven. I mean, you have friends call you and you ignore them, and you have people want you to do things, and you make up excuses and you don't do it. Just the idea that interact more with your life and with people and do things. It's a good idea. It is. But yeah, I laughed individual things. I like the couple. I like him and I like the Zoe woman. Uh, what's her name? Zoe Dachamel, who plays Allison. I really like their relationship. I like how she is. So I enjoyed that part. I thought it was a little bit too quirky, uh, her character. Like a little bit like over the... Oh, like they're a just pushing bit, it a bit too much. Trying a little too hard. But in the, the beginning of the movie was really try hard for me too. Like it was really trying to hammer... Excuse me. Into your mind really quickly of his sort of dull unenchanted life and then yeah. and then bam he goes to this seminar that's so outrageous and weird it really is it's like then you think oh maybe they are going to throw a little weird magical. I thought there was going to no. be you know a you divine know. intervention of some kind <laughs> which I guess there is kind of because the uh, Terence kind of no there's no divine anything it's he's not just, a divine thing he's but, just intimidating well I mean is it yeah it's yeah, intimidated and yeah, kind of just. Um, so that part falls apart a little mass bit. Mental, the because he's in this room full of people who believe in this. thing. And at some point, he believes there's a covenant of some kind. He does. Yeah, he comes to believe. So there is a bit that's of like, a, that's like laid on top of it. A bit disjointed. It? Yeah, definitely that's what it is. Um, but overall, um, for me, I I thought it was fine, inoffensive. Like, just fun, you know. And there are lots of individual funny moments. I mean, there really are. There's a lot of little right. bits and funny. Like, when he gets to the bed and he's jumping on it and the glass of wine, he's like, it works. Tempopedic or whatever. Yeah, because you really, you watch that late night infomercial and you're like, whatever. And then he's doing it and yeah. you're like, I would love to do that. And when I would he was love doing it, that. all I was thinking was, I wonder if they uh, tape that glass down. <laughs> or, you know, or if they really got that mattress <laughs> and he's really doing it. So, you know, if you do like. Jim Carrey. It's optimistic. It's a pleasant, uplifting idea of a movie. What was the one we watched the other week where they... Oh my god, I can't even remember what it was. Driving a motorbike at the end over a... Are you thinking of your TV show that you've been watching? No, that movie we watched where he drives a motorbike, jumps over a thing, and there's a protest going on or something. As a comedy. Oh. You, we, we reviewed it the other week. <laughs> we don't remember. Whatever that was, and I don't remember what it was. You remember somebody jumping a motorbike over a thing and, yeah, and the protest is over and there's people protesting and there's people with 
they're going to blow a building up or something. There's some kids inside. Oh, it was bedtime stories. Yeah. Well, like that, I enjoyed it, but I don't even remember what it was two weeks later. <laughs> I feel that this is the same thing. Maybe a bit more memorable than that one. Yeah, obviously. But not much. Like, it's, it's, I see it as like perfect movie, these kind of movies. Rent them, you know, they're on TV, whatever. They're perfect 90 minutes and then you're done with them, move on. Like, they don't leave an impression or anything. Like, I, I don't get an impression from this it. This one you could, you could get a little bit of an impression of. Hey, maybe, you know, if it plants in your mind, well, my friends do call me a lot and I don't call them back and maybe I should go to that wedding shower I was invited to or maybe I will go down to that gallery thing because I just never you know if that actually happens to you then that's a pretty big deal and it's not meant to be a changing kind of well no, maybe it saying. is for this guy Danny Wallace obviously because he spent a year yeah but even me doing... watching that you think uh, I don't but, I do kind of avoid things a lot you know and don't interact much so and if that happens and you change even one thing like simple stupid like without even realizing it I guess that's a big deal that's a good big idea to deliver to you in a sort of Half and half movie. But personally, I would really, after reading about this book, personally, if I was Hollywood making him, I would use the Danny Wallace guy and make. How about I've just made a documentary of him doing all those things? That's what I mean, like a supersize <laughs> yeah. me or something. Yeah, like, it's funny that he didn't film it. Uh, exactly, and I would rather see that than this, is what I'm saying. Because I, I knew it was based on a book, but I didn't. I thought the book was just that story and then when I read about the book I was like oh that book sounds really interesting compared to this movie this movie's like like I say just transplanting the idea but actually taking away all the parts that I yeah. thought sounded interesting <laughs> it's more about transforming your life yeah finding love all that kind of stuff so, I enjoyed it I enjoyed it it was a nice uh, yeah if you like uh, uh, you know just a romantic comedy kind of you know, that kind of thing. Because it, it's slightly romantic. You'll like it, I think. Because um, it's definitely not on the low-quality end of them, where I've seen oh, low, no, I've no. seen low-quality this kind it's of It's really movie. good. I mean, it looks really good. It's got a lot of good music. It's pretty straight up, though, isn't yeah. it? It's, it's, you know, some of the characters I could do without, but we'll go into that when we go into the cast, which we're going to do now. So, dun, dun, dun. so we got Jim Carrey as Carl Allen. We we've talked about Jim Carrey a couple of weeks ago when we reviewed the Truman Show he is Jim Carrey and if you're looking for a different performance from Jim Carrey this isn't it it's just he's one of his comedy um, performances I disagree with you I think there are moments when he pulls out that but that's expected of him but then there are moments that are going beyond that where he's pulling together different things not just the goofiness and that's what I'm looking for I, I didn't I, think I it was it. bad but I, it was yeah, nothing it's not like he's just constantly me. like <laughs> no that's not no. what I mean either I'm, I, yeah but it kind of sounds that way no like <laughs> like in something you know there's plenty of movies where I can think of that are this you know he doesn't it's not different it's just yes he yes he does some not he's really. getting more grown up that's what I think I see it more in him you know yeah, but in ten years' time, you'll probably still be doing the odd... He might be doing some serious movies, but he also might be doing one of these every so often, you know? These kind of movies that he gets... Money. It's not Dumb and Dumber, and it's not... Oh, no, no. Even though that... I'd rather watch Dumb and Dumber three times than, than this movie, to be honest, because Dumb and Dumber's funny. I wouldn't mind to see this one again. 
And Dumb and Dumber is funny, but I've probably seen it 50 times. <laughs> and uh, that's me, myself, me. and Irene, I really liked. And there's another kind of... I didn't like that one at all. Did you not? I no. really liked it. Not even a little bit. So, we've also got Zoe Deschanel as Alison. Zoe. Sorry, Zoe. <laughs> I always think Zoe's Z-O-E, but that's also Zoe, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, she's all right. Oh, yeah. I love her. I really like yeah. her. Yeah, I, I think find... she's really genuine. Now, her character See, I don't find little... her genuine at all. That's the problem I have with her, I think. I find her a bit... Like... Whatever Affected? She... Yeah. Affected? Yeah. Like, um... I don't know. I'd... Plus also that character that they developed for her there. The quirky... She's in, like, a weird avant-garde band, and she drives a scooter. It's all... It's like a little package of a... Do you know... Have you never known anyone like that who lives never. that way? I have. Not that exact life, but a life where it's not all packaged like in a little box. I know, like, but, I mean, it's so... It's obviously... It's to feed the story, because mm-hmm. you need somebody like that. The opposite of him. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. It's just a bit too boxed up for me. But she's fine, but I find her a bit too, like, cutesy, kind of. What about something wild? Oh, that would have been a good recommendation. Dang. Don't know. Yeah, you do. Jeff Daniels, Melanie Griffith, Ray Liotta. Is she in it? No. I'm saying the woman character in that is so... Um, you would say the same thing about her, possibly. But you've never, you've seen it, where... He's in the restaurant, she takes the money, goes with her, he goes with her, he tells her he's married and everything, she wants him to go to her class reunion with him, Ray Liotta shows up and oh, he's yeah, a dickhead. That. Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, it's yeah. really good. Same kind of thing. She, Her life seems so, you know, Soho, kind of artsy, downtown, you know what I'm talking about. But people do live that way, so... And then we, we move on to the best part of the movie for me, and that's... <laughs> and I didn't know... I had no idea. No. So, um, the other week when we watched Bedtime Stories, I said the best part was Russell Brand, because I really think he kind of made the movie more interesting than it actually was, because he's like a bit, you know, there's something a bit odd about it. It's like it. a square peg in a round hole. Though. Yeah, so now, Reese Darby, who plays... Um, he, well, he's in Flight of the Concords as their band manager. Uh, what was his name? Murray. <laughs> Murray. I, I've always, since I saw, started watching Flight of the Concords, one of my favorite, it's my favorite <laughs> scenes where they're in his office and he's, he's just got a weird way about him. Anyway, he might as well be playing Murray as, oh, he, pl- totally. he plays Norman in this movie, but it's basically Murray. He's New Zealand, so he's got that New Zealand It's exactly accent. the same character as Murray. I mean... Try hard, um, kind of, Kind of a dork, and but once he's hilarious, it's really funny. Whatever it is that he does, I mean, I'm glad they didn't say try and do something different to Murray because they obviously didn't. I'm glad they said do that because it, it's it's slightly off. He says inappropriate things that is he doesn't think's inappropriate. He just says them. Yeah, and he's a bit weird with Jim Carrey in this movie. Like he has this weird relationship with him where he admires him in some way and. And he wants to be cool, kind of like a Michael Brent character again, where he he doesn't realize he's kind of such a... David Brent. I thought his name was Michael on the British one. Uh Uh-uh. No, on the English one, on the American one, I mean. Michael is his name. Oh, he's not, yeah, he's not called Brent, though, is he? Oh. What is his last name? I don't know. I just think he's Michael, (laughs) but he's not Brent. I mixed them together, then. Yeah, you you did. It's like a hybrid. (laughs) Yeah, but anyway, Reese Darby is uh, from, if you're... If you watch this Yes Man and you really like him, 
watch Flight of the Concords because... Or I if you watch Flight of the Concords and you really like him, you're going to like I him I didn't expect this. it. When he turned up, I was like, no way. Uh, me too. I thought you knew. <laughs> I was like, no way. No, I didn't. Um, and he's featured a lot. I mean, he becomes his kind of friend. He is more than Russell Brand is in Because he's the, he's the bank manager, so... And then we've got Terrence Stamp, an old... Uh, yeah, but I liked him in this one. I like him all he the time. He got really funny. Like, he had like a... Taking the piss out I've of I've always his. liked him. I think he's got an... You know, he's like a... I didn't like him in a couple things we've seen recently where he was the bad guy. But anyway, he nothing. plays Terrence Bundley in this, so it's funny that he's, he's the it. guy who gives the seminar, the yes. The yes man seminar. Yeah, where he comes, the first thing he says is, say yes a million times. Say it again a million times. And the word you will have said two million times is yes. So he's like, I was like, that's so fun. That's so, so like, what? It always reminds me of the uh, Tom Cruise character in Magnolia. When he's giving the speech yeah, yeah. for sexual... I happen lim- to know someone who's um, a, a family member of theirs is a person in Hollywood who's now trying to be one of these seminar people. Inspirational. Don't say names, but... Inspirational speaker. Yeah. <laughs> kind of going from the trying to be on TV a lot and a presenter to being, um, you know, giving seminars and stuff. Seems a bit iffy, but... Wish him the best. Oh, it's not iffy. People go for that stuff. Yeah, people go for it. But, I mean, it's not exactly like... Unless you become a, you know, guru of some kind. But the best best, best speaker is Tom Cruise in Magnolia. Oh, yeah. He's a... What is he? Worship the cock. <laughs> that, that that whole speech he does. It's mm-hmm. a, he's, he's basically a um, advocate for, like, getting into women's pants, basically. Yeah, like, women are nothing, and <laughs> yeah. this is how you catch one and all that. It's yeah, funny. That was it's really good. But, it's um, not supposed to be funny. No, but it, but it is. Uh, and then there's Bradley Cooper as Peter. I wanted to mention I don't like Bradley Cooper. I don't know what it is. I just can't. You said that afterwards, and the funny thing is, as soon as he came on the screen, this is who we're talking about? His friend with the blonde kind of pokey up hair? Instantly, when I saw him, I was like, oh, that reminds me of a friend of yours. Uh, <laughs> I won't mention... You'll know who he is because in a minute, at some point in the movie, it's just it's revealed that this guy's a lawyer, and I was like, "Oh my god, the guy that I think." And he reminded me, and then after the movie, you're like, "Oh, I hated that guy," and I was like, "Oh, yeah, I good. don't know, what it, I don't know what it is about this guy." Uh, something else I saw him in, and I was like, "Oh," tries to be a little too cool, maybe, like you said. And then another guy I didn't write down there, but Danny Masterson from that 70s show is in it. And I also am not a fan either. I don't ever see anything entertaining about him at all. Like, it, like people, oh, he's hilarious, he's hilarious. I never find it. I've w- even watched an episode of that 70s show. And he wasn't what... You know, I find that really funny because I compare him to Seth Rogen, who I don't find that funny. Me neither. You like Seth Rogen. No, I don't. I've said I've said before about Seth Rogen. I think he just does the same thing over and over again. I, I think he was funny in Knocked Up, but there's movies that I don't. I think he's just doing the same thing. Yeah. Well. he's just Seth Rogen, like you know, he's like some actors adjust themselves, aren't they? You know? Seemingly. Yeah. See, I didn't particularly like Zack and Mary. No, mm, oh, that's so sad. I really for you, didn't. isn't it? Yeah. It really is sad because you're like such a Kevin Smith. Butlicker. <laughs> yeah, but that one... If you could, you that would. That one for me was like... <laughs> you know? What a letdown, though. That's like if... You know. That's too bad. Um. So, yeah, that's it. And the director is Peyton Reed, who also directed The Breakup, 
which is Vince, Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston. Down with Love, which I really liked, oh, I which too. is um, yeah, Ewan McGregor, Ewan McGregor and Zellweger, Bridget Jones, <laughs> and Bring It On, which was a cheerleaders who robbed the bank, I think, maybe, um, maybe. But anyway, he directed those three. He seemed in the extras. He, uh, I actually thought he seemed he seemed pretty cool. He had a. But this isn't a director's movie, is it? It's one of those. It's again. one of those product movies again, like where it's just a. You're holding it all together and hoping that you bring out in the cast and crew what needs to be done to get this movie made. There's no, like, stamp of personality or look or style or anything that I can think of. It's very... It's like it's like somebody goes to Hollywood and says, this is the movie we want to make. And somebody else goes, okay, here's your little kit <laughs> to make this movie. And we're going to throw in there Jim Carrey and a couple of other things. And that, then the director walks away and makes his movie. Now that's probably really insulting to people, but that's how it feels sometimes. So we, um, moving on to the extras, we uh, watched the Blu-ray edition. Now this is good, because you know when I always say I hate um, slip covers that have the same cover art as what's underneath? I can't see it, because yeah, you're right behind me. Well, the slip cover is uh, Jim Carrey bungee jumping. And then the actual, when you remove the slip cover... Pretty like, similar, but different, so yeah. Yeah, I... I, That's fair. I was just glancing at the back here, you know, when we talk about digital cop, because this comes with a digital copy of the movie. And then it's not it's in not-so-small print, and it says the digital copy will expire on April the 6th, 2010. So You have a year. You don't even get to keep that for... I mean, you get the disc, but that's just useless. How does it expire? Because you have to it. validate it on your computer with an online server that they'll probably switch off on that day. Oh, right. And then you just can't have it, so... Yeah, but it's actually on that disc... There's a separate disc with it on it. Yeah, but I mean, you actually have the digital copy of it on that disc. But you disc. can't play it without it being authorized with their server. Oh my god, that's bullshit. It really is. Because like, you think you're getting something, but in a year's time, you don't own that anymore. In fact, it would stop working. So, so if that... you happen to buy that movie next year on April 10th, because yeah, it... it's on the shelf somewhere... Well, what I, assume, what I assume happens is when they say digital copy special edition at the top, I assume after six months or so they start dropping this one and just putting out the single disc version so it kind of disappears in retail yeah but somewhere there are going to be copies of that on a shelf somewhere yeah definitely but uh, that is just that's not something to this disc all discs have an expiration that just encourages people to rip the DVD off then if in you know in that amount of time they decide hey I'm going to take a vacation but I'd like to slap a few of these movies on my laptop to take with me and It you does. It, I don't see the point in having an expiration date. If you bought it, you bought it, right? Why? 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 It doesn't make sense. Um, anyway, so the Blu-ray um, comes with a bunch of features. Now, some are exclusive to the Blu-ray, and some are um, on the di- some are on the DVD as well. Well, anyway, these are the ones that are on both DVD and Blu-ray. First, you've got downtime on the set of Yes Man with Jim Carrey, which was. Jim Carrey, just saying how boring it is yeah. to make movie. And a few go- goofy about yeah. moments. Um, the tape on the face, though, oh my god. I actually admit, imagining it now. It's one of those things that I can laugh. We, like, at one point in the movie, he wraps scotch tape all around his face and like gets his face all weird and smashes it. I mean, I, I've seen people do that in real life to parts of their face, and I cannot help but laugh my ass off. Now, that was funny. And then it shows a little extended bit of that, yeah, which is really funny. 
where he starts showing the director. He just sat with the crowd, yeah. And, oh my god, that's funny. And then there's Jim Carrey Extreme Yes Man, which showcases the stunts that he performs. It shows you him doing... He actually uh, bungee jumped off a bridge. And a motorcycle thing on the back of a... And all I could think of during that one particularly was, okay, you're Jim Carrey, one of the most famous people in the world, we'll say. I think that's a fair statement. So the fact that you're bungee jumping for the first time off a bridge, which isn't even that high, and there are a couple hundred people there, and safety experts and insurance companies, and you're being filmed every minute, plus he has to perform a bit of a scene as he's dangling, which I would assume if he didn't get that done, they would have just done it in a studio somewhere, but he actually did pull a phone out of his pocket and talk. But that experience for him is totally singular, like... It's. I just thought it's a little arrogant to be like the center of all of that when hundreds of people come through to that company on that bridge every day, and you and I could go and nobody'd give a it's shit. A big, it's a show for all of them. Yeah, and the well. idea, I guess, is oh god, if we pull off Jim Carrey's leg, we're screwed. <laughs> and they said we had it scheduled for the last day of shooting, which is also kind of obnoxious because then you're you're saying, well, we wanted you to get all the other work done. So that on this day, if the cable snaps, we're still okay. Yeah, and they also <laughs> showcase this like this extreme sport, which is like this oh, kind yeah. of Transformers-looking suit with wheels on it. Is it a suit with wheels? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it looks cool, like so a, you're like, like, a, like a futuristic skateboard. robot thing, like and you uh, lie down on on the floor and go down a hill or whatever. You lie down on the road, but it's been um, yeah, the floor, the road, but it's been um, why are you correcting the? Because it's not a floor; it's the road. This is a floor. I just meant down on the... You could do it on the floor if you want it. Like on a flat... It has to be slanted. You're rolling down a hill. Or it could be flat and you could do this. (laughs) But um, they showcase this and it's something that was on YouTube apparently. You can probably look it up. This guy who invented the suit. But uh, that scene's not in the movie. Unless you stay tuned after the credits. Yeah. Because it was cut. Um, And then there is uh, Future Sounds Munchausen by Proxy, which is join the host Graham Somerset for a look at the hot bands. It's like a fake... It's the girl band that she's in in the movie. But it's a fake um, music show kind of biopic thing. Yeah, yeah. It's It's kind of silly. Um, And then there's five exclusive Munchausen by Proxy music videos with 5.1 audio. There's... This, you know, so you, if you like that band, you can watch. Them. I like the songs that she sang, the ones that we heard her singing. And then there's also a gag reel, which is pretty short, kind of funny. It's a gag reel. Mm-hmm. Now, these are the exclusive to Blu-ray features, so if you get the DVD, you're S out of luck. So the first one is on the set with Danny Wallace, the original Yes Man, which I thought was kind of cool because it yeah. gives you an insight into the author of the book. And he's wandering around the film set. Um my question is, how does he prove to anyone that he did all those things? Just wrote a book about it, but he could have lied. Of course. Anybody could have lied about anything. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but anyway, it's an interesting look behind the... He just walks around, and they have a bit of fun in one of the trailers, cutting the director's He's funny, hair. yeah. Um, and then there's Say Yes to Red Bull, um, which is... There's a scene where Jim Carrey had to say yes to his friends to go out on a night out so he went on a night out to a rave with them and he was drinking Red Bull and then he goes up to meet with his girl in the morning 6am on one of her running classes and he's hyped up on Red Bull so this scene this uh, extra shows 
Jim Carrey, who'd never tried Red Bull before, right. having a drink of it, and then... Doing the scene and going a little nutso. And then there's a Yes Man Party Central with Norman uh, Stokes, which is Reece Darby, which is like an MTV Cribs yeah. kind of short thing where he shows you around his Harry Potter As game. his character. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I was, yeah. That was my favorite extra. Of course. And then there's... You could probably watch two hours of that. And then there's BD Live, which... Yes, there's BD Live, but why, oh why, I signed up for BD Live <laughs> with Warner Brothers, and then I saved all the details in the player, and then when I come to log on this time, my username and password are not in the boxes, so I can't be asked. Yeah, really, that's a pain in the ass. I can't remember what they are. I'd have to go to my email, um, get it to send me my password again, probably, and... I'm and then the, go downstairs, yeah, turn the yeah. projector back on, turn back on the PlayStation 3. Um, next time I will write down the password and that, but this time we didn't get to see the Blu-ray. In, but all it says is, like, exclusive features via BD Live. We don't know what. We don't know what for now. Because we did not make the effort. Now, that's, that's the honest truth. <laughs> we want, I always want to, and I always press it. And if it remembered the login details, which most of them do, it's just this one didn't. Disney never does either. Remember? No, but I remember the password for that. Ah, one. right. Um, and this one, I remember with the Warner Brothers one when I signed up for it originally it wouldn't let me have the name that I usually want because somebody else had it or it wouldn't so I have to get some weird name that I don't even know what it is now so that's, that's right. why I couldn't even type it in um, lesson learned Warner Brothers so that's Yes Man uh, on Blu-ray it looked great it sounded great it actually sounded pretty good for because it's like a, there was some scenes where um, there was a lot of action yeah let's say near the end um so I, I, it's a rental for me. Totally. Um, but I did enjoy it. In it's fact, a, if you have a friend who bought it and they're going to watch it, just go over and watch it for free with them. I'll take their digital copy, but make sure you watch it before <laughs> yeah. 2010. Um, but it, it is, it's a fun, but not... And it's nice. It's a nice thought. It's always, you know... But for me, not fulfilling, because I wasn't... I don't feel like I watched a real... You know, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I came away from, like... I know Doubt is a completely different movie. But I felt like something... Something... You, How about Bedtime Stories? Does that one kind of fulfill you? It's the same as Yes right. Man for me. It's it's fine. What's a funny movie that does satisfy you? A funny movie that does satisfy me is... Would you say Chasing Amy is a funny movie? Semi, but I would say Ron Burgundy probably. Anchorman, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Chasing Amy... Um, Knocked Up, I felt, was satisfying. Knocked Up, well, really, Knocked Up really was. And um, 40 Year Old Virgin. Virgin. So, yeah, there are some that will. And they're, and they're not exactly highbrow either. They're no, kind of no. dumb. They kind of go for the lowbrow thing where this one doesn't at all. You don't get any vulgar. He swears anything. once. Uh, it's a PG 13. Yeah, he was at the petrol station when he had to fill up and he said something oh, right, about yeah. fucking. Blah, blah. Right, right. But, yeah. Um, overall, I recommend it because it's not a bad movie. I just don't recommend paying $30 for it. Correct. I agree, totally. So, uh, movie... Thank you to Warner Brothers for sending us that one for review. Movie recommendations for this week. I went with two Jim Carrey movies. I went with uh, Bruce Almighty, because it's similar in ways to this movie. Um, Not in theme, but in the way it's kind of done. So why would you recommend it? I think it's a better movie than Yes Man, actually. I'm going to start challenging you on these, because they're always very obvious, so I want to know why you're recommending these. Well, I think it's a better... I, I would rather watch Bruce Almighty. I think it's a better movie. Ah, right. I, I, I actually thought that the sequel to Bruce Almighty was absolutely horrible, though. I watched that on HBO, and I was like... 
I love Steve Carell, but this movie is just ass. Like, it's not good at all. I watched it, and I had a good time with it. It was a day off, and I was doing something else in the living room on the floor, some kind of probably artsy, creative thing. And so I enjoyed it, but that's why. Because I was kind of watching it, and I'd look up and, ah, and then not. So yeah, I'd have to watch it again Wasn't to my, get this. Uh, scene. Uh, and my second uh, recommendation is for a... I would have recommended The Truman Show, but we obviously saw that the other... So my other serious... Jim Carrey movies, Man on the Moon, which I really thought was really good. I'd like to see it again because I've not seen it for a long time. But I think it's a good performance and it's away from Jim Carrey's goofiness. Explain there a little bit about that movie in case people it's don't know. It's about Milos Foreman. Is that what he called? By Milos Foreman. By Milos Foreman. And he's the life of Andy Kaufman, which is a comedian guy who was kind of off the wall, um, did weird kind of. It was good. Outlandish stuff. And it was an interesting biopic. I mean, Mila, um, Andy Kaufman died of cancer, right? I'm not 100% sure. Or leukemia. So it was something bad anyway. So it's it's kind of a tragic story. But it's also got some laughs in it. But it's not in... The, see, that's why it's good. It's not Jim Carrey laughs. Like, when he does Andy Kaufman, he's, I don't, you know, I don't see Jim Carrey. I see something different Jim Carrey and Will Ferrell have the same sort of thing floating around them don't they with the there is that like people can roll their eyes at the goofy oh you know they're like nothing and then you look at something else they've done like Will Ferrell did the one stranger about stranger than fiction yeah stuff like that where it's still you know it's got comedy elements Adam but Sandler it's a different drunk love. yeah exactly. you know they all they all yeah. do a good I think people underrate them because when they go to watch a movie like Punch Drunk Love or like Truman Show, they can't accept the the other. That was one of the reasons Truman Show didn't do so well. People were saying, "Oh, this isn't Jim Carrey." They, I remember at the time. Now imagine being him and how much that would suck. Yeah, because I would be like, because you just can't kick it out of the people because no. your next paycheck needs to come from somewhere, right? Well, maybe not necessarily, but. And if they want to pay you to be that goofy same thing over and over and over, do you do that or do you just risk it every time and like, you know, but that's a whole other topic. I think they do a bit of both, don't they, these people? They, they try. Do a bit and people then they go just and want do, to hold them back. Do one of these and then do some things that they might want to do, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah. My recommendations are, I was trying to think of a couple other... Movies where, you know, someone's in their life and something happens or is thrown at them and then their view on life changes for the better. You know, their actual attitude and the way they approach life. And the first one I thought of was It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, I have no idea why, but I think it just occurred to me the same, you know, here's a person who wanted to travel and all these things wanted to happen, but he didn't. He had a family and he was kind of like all... Closed up, and then with that, in that one, it is sort of a weird, controversially either in his mind or it's a divine intervention, and of course it lifts him up. And then the other one was, and it just, I was just trying to think of a drama action, you know, and it's not a great movie, but it's called The Game. Still never seen it with Michael Douglas, and it's kind of the same thing, you know, sort of a cross. Is it a Fincher movie? Mm, I don't know. I think you should check it out though, because he's like, you know, he's like a bitter. Um, obsessed with businessman then he gets this thing from his brother for his birthday it's like a live game that you're in and so all these weird and bad things start happening but it's either part of the game or it isn't you're never on always 100% sure and it's one of those where somebody needs to rattle this guy's cage up so that his life is better I've never seen it is it 
I like it. I, don't I mean, know why I'm, I'm never saying seen. it's not like super high quality. It's got a few like mm, moments, but David Finch is usually super high quality. There you go. Maybe you should check it out, man. Sean Penn. Yeah. Michael Douglas. But those are my recommendations. Um, so kind of a diverse choice we've given everybody there. Yeah, definitely. That's four very different movies. Um, contest, Seaside for details. Next week's uh, review will be The Day the Earth Stood Still on Blu-ray. Excellent. The Keanu Reeves uh, version. We'll mention both, though, because we get both. I don't want to watch the other one again. I'll watch it maybe another day. Not that day, but... I um, I've You know, it. when I said to you last week, have you seen the 1951 version? And uh, you said, yeah. And then I put it in my DVD. It put it in my thing to have a look. To see if I'd seen it, and I totally have seen it. Oh, cool! So yeah, where the dude well, yeah, shows up, and but the um, Blu-ray version, which we'll be reviewing next week, of the new Day the Earth still comes with the high definition version of the 1951. That's awesome! Which That's is a good action. yeah, and it's on a separate disc, so you actually get both movies. That's excellent. Um, so yeah, we'll be reviewing that one next week. Because uh, you know what that tells me: the people who made the new version aren't afraid for you to look at the old one, compare it to the old one, whatever. Other movies, they kind of want you to pretend. You know, yeah, we're remaking it, but just pretend that it, don't mm-hmm. compare us to it, because we might be shit. And this one's saying, hey. Because I think the first one was really good and ahead of its time with some ideas and stuff. Definitely. And, and the same with, uh, we saw the, when War of the Worlds came out, the Steven Spielberg one. We watched the uh, old War mm-hmm. of the Worlds on DVD, and I thought that was actually really good, too. Yeah, I mean, they yes, it, yes it was cheesy and uh, B-movie-ish, but the idea was really yeah, good. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Um, so games and Ace Scully stuff I've been playing Godfather 2 this week which is the game based on the best movie of all time according to IMDB isn't it Godfather 2 or is it the first one it's the first one first one is it the first one yeah, yeah. I'm sure number yeah. 2 is also in the top first one ones. here's my interpretation of the game before you go on Swear, swear, swear. Da, 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 that's da, what the movie da, is. Da, 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 da. I know, I'm saying, as a bystander, that's right. one of those games. And it's actually... Um, that makes me have to leave the room. When you play it, when you when you uh, start playing it, you think it was a Grand Theft Auto game, but it's actually nothing like that. It's actually really badly made. It's Aww. kind of interesting because it's like an EA game and it's the Godfather license. You think they would pile on the cash and make it perfect, wouldn't you? But... It's so rough around the edges. It feels like an Xbox game to me. It's really? like, yeah, driving down the road, and let's say 20 feet in front of you, cars just appear. There's no, like, they don't, they just pop in. Like, they're, they're just, there's a car, oh shit. And if you're going really fast, cars are just popping in all over the place. It's really, mm. I don't think that should be in 2009 games. That really shouldn't be an issue. Unless it's the game of the mysteriously appearing cars. Because we played, like, you know, Grand Theft Auto 4, which came out last year. There was never a car popping in in that one, and you could see for miles. So I don't get it, you know. it's <clears throat> My uh, throat is going Yes, it is. Um, I have got the on- onset of something. Um, well, this is because our temperatures go up to 80, and then 20, and then 60, and then 20, and yeah. 80, and then 20. So you're getting the, the full pretty... brunt of that. Um, and so Godfather 2... It's fun, but I can't. I couldn't recommend spending sixty on it. No way. It's like. And if you're a wife or a significant other, and you don't like the, you might not want to buy it for them as a gift. 
<laughs> well, it's going to have guns. It's a, it's about... Yeah, but they, different games are different. I can sit all night and listen to you even play Call of Duty or something, and it's totally not like that. There are times, but there are different games are different. It's just your sensitive ears. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, just me. The other Nobody game else. I've been playing is uh, the new Riddick game, which is kind of cool because it's both Riddick games in one on one disc. So the old game from the Xbox, Escape from Butcher Bay, and the new one, which is some, I forget the name, something Dark Athena. Anyway, they take place. You play Butcher Bay and then you play the new one. They take place right after each other. Um, I feel that it hasn't aged well. Aww. The game and the sequel, which is on the disc, isn't as good as the original. So by aged well, you mean when you play it now, it seems dated. The it's gameplay the seems dated. Right, right. Not the look of it, because actually it looks pretty good. But the gameplay parts of it, like the controls, and most games nowadays will have a map of some kind. There's no map at all, so you get lost all the time. You don't know where the hell you're supposed. There's really? nothing telling you where to go at any time. So. When they say some somebody tells you to go and get something, you've got to kind of trial like, and error it. You got to go to block B. Yeah, somebody sell. So you got to go and run it. everywhere looking for that when it's not clearly laid out. You know. Do you think that's a tool to make a game seem longer, or just one of those things? It's just they an old out? gameplay element, I think. That never like Dead Space, which I played recently, had you could press a button and it always pointed to where you were supposed to go if you did get lost, which you didn't have to use. But if you got to a thing where you're going. Where am I supposed to be going now? You could always help yourself out, but unless right. you can, you're like... And with this, say you save a game, then come back to it a couple of days later and forget what you was really doing. And you just load and you stand, you stood there. Like, where are you supposed to go? Like, you don't... You like, can look at your objectives, though. There's an objective that'll say, in the engineering room, there's a screwdriver. Right. That's what it'll <laughs> say. And you're like... Okay, I'm on a massive ship. Where's the engineering room? Because there's nowhere telling you. Wow. There'll be a sign on the door. When you get there. There's a lot of doors. <laughs> Not like arrows on the wall going, engineering, no, this way. No, nothing like that. So that's, you to me, to like, talk to people and they'll say, hey, did you know the engineering room's down on floor number one? Or yeah, whatever. like that. Right. Which I feel is, like, old. Like, a bit. Unless you really want to, like, play Hunt and Find. Which, I don't really. <laughs> but the game's alright. It's just that, you know... I feel that it it was an absolute like masterpiece of a game back in the Xbox days because it was graphically amazing, better than anything on the Xbox. In fact, still is like. But now the graphics have moved on. Yes, they've polished it all up. Voice acting's really good. Voice acting is because really good. Because listening to that game, I actually enjoyed listening to uh it's a lot just of listening. It sounds really yeah. I don't mind swearing. I mean, if, but you're, if you've got kids, it's not brain. one for kids. Like, uh, no, no, no. But it's fact, actually really good. In fact, I heard the word cunt in that game. And I said to you, when we said... Oh, I thought we were going to make it through a whole show without one of Remember when words. we said last week, you don't hear that word much. Well, no. I heard it in that game, so that was... The f- and I said to you, oh, I've never heard that word in a game. I don't think I have. That was the first time. So, uh, yeah, I recommend it. It's definitely a rental, though. It's not... I mean, it's, it's value for money, because you get two games, both full... Yeah. There's another good one, see? They're throwing in the original game. And you get multiplayer. So. You want people, you want us to buy stuff, give us a lot of stuff for our money. That's yeah, what you get. You know, do. Uh, and if you want to really go overboard, give us both Reddit games <laughs> and both movies on a second disc. Yeah. That would be perfect. For right? $5. No. <laughs> uh, now, this week um, on Xbox Live Arcade on Wednesday. Um, Sega are putting out Outrun Online Arcade now Outrun's one of my favourite old arcade games back in the day it's um, 
The one where you drive a Ferrari with a beautiful blonde by your side. And oh, yeah, I think you showed me the, that. The old, old one. Well, they're bringing that out on arcade with online features, you know, and all high-definition high up. So um, I mean, I'm really looking forward to that. That's like a no-brainer. I would just get that anyway. Doesn't even if I hadn't played the demo, because uh, you know it's fun and yeah. it's. I like um, Xbox Live arcade games. They're like pretty cheap. You know, this one will probably cost about six to eight dollars, but you get a fairly decent experience. You know, for the price. I mean, six to eight dollars is a reasonable price, and that would have been on a disc on the in the Xbox era, and you would have had to pay sixty for it. You know, right. So I feel that that's good. And then another arcade game that came out last week is Flock, and it's the sheep herding game. And it's really fun. I've got to say, it's fun. I've not made my own level yet, but it's got a level creator in there. But I really, I'm looking forward to it. So you're, you're, you're aliens, and you've got to herd sheep into your Mothership. spaceship. The mother. Not just sheep, cattle, chickens. And the spaceship's called the mother flock. It's got a funny. 1950s sci fi. That sound. That, yeah. That's why it caught my attention here. Like, it's a good game. It's really, it's really fun. Um, and that's it for games and stuff. There's nothing coming out now for about three or four weeks from what I can see. Well, the thing I can say about games is I've been watching a lot of Fable 2 because my nephew's playing yeah. it in the other room and it's really fun to watch. And it's really fun to watch somebody come at it brand new who's never played. He's played a few games like that. But he's really committed. Like, he'll play it for hours and hours and do things that aren't really, not what you're supposed, you know, he'll go really good and then decide all he wants to do for a couple of hours is, like, just do gestures for people, you know, fart and belch, and, and he'll just sit there and laugh and have a really good time, and then he furthers his thing, and he's got, bought the castle with this two, made the two million dollars, all that kind of stuff, and it's really fun to watch. It's I played Fable 2, I'm not a mega fan, of, I mean, I thought it was well done, but But you're I'm not, not 12. No. So imagine thinking... I'm not a fan of those type of games is what I'm saying. I prefer more of a straight-up action. um. Right, and he really gets in... But then he got Skate 2, and he said he does like it. It's hard, but he does like it. It is super hard, and I I can't... I don't know... The the patience required to play the single player of Skate 2 is... I'm not that kind of person, because you literally... Some of the challenges it gives you later on in the game, you are going to have to restart like pause restart pause hundreds of times before you pull it off why would they make it so hard because it's like skateboarding it's supposed to be a technical thing and you're supposed to you know because it gives you some things you can only pass this challenge if you reach five miles an hour you jump onto this beam you slide the entire length of it and before you land you do a nose grind and then you know it's very specific it's like you have to do these five tricks in a row without breaking it. It's right. Like a line. So you'll fall off, you'll fall off, you'll fall off. You know, and I got nowhere near even doing it. So it was like, it. T- I eventually just stopped playing the game, you know? Right. Because it's insanely hard. It starts off reasonable for the first two hours. And then, then it starts going, guess what? One trick's not enough now. We need five from you in a straight line, like with a, with no breaks. And you're like, uh, I don't even think I've, I'm capable of doing it. Wow. You know? so, so we'll see how that pans out then. I think it will get... It won't get to the end. I, I will tell you now. It's Aww. just too much. Um, so yeah, that's gaming for this week. What do you have? What's for dinner? Homemade enchiladas. Not homemade fully. 
I'm not going to make the corn tortillas, but we saw them on something one day, and you're like, oh, those look good. So I said, okay, so I'm going to make are them. Are they things that are baked in the oven? Yeah, you wrap them in the corn tortillas, fill them, put the sauce and cheese on, and then let them bake for a little while and get them nice and gooey and kind of, you know. So that's what's... And our sauce. Uh uh-huh. Just the, you know, tomato, nice chili spices and stuff. Not hot, but it'll be good for your throat. <laughs> good for your pending cold. Um, then what else do I have? Easter was very fun for me. My nephew and I just goofed around all day. I got in his basket of stuff. The reason I wanted, I told him today, I said, did you have a good time yesterday? And he was like, yeah, I had a really good time. And I said, well, you know, the last memorable Easter I had was uh, kind of sad. It was my my grandma's last Easter. She was in the hospital. No one else came to see her or even came to there all day. And I lived three hours away. And in the morning I was like, well, we can't just let her. We can't just... She can't just sit there all day. I mean, her mind was going, sure. But you can't just let her sit there on Easter, you know? So I stopped and got, like, Easter stuff and went and spent the day with her and took a couple pictures of her and stuff and then drove all the way home. And it was great. I mean, but it's the most memorable one I've had in a while, which is also kind of sad because she died shortly after that. So yesterday I thought, I'm going to do what my mom used to do, make a basket of just funny stuff to goof around. So a little bit of candy, not much. I made a little egg trail kind of part way down the hall to the basket. I got him a glow-in-the-dark basketball and a soccer ball and twisty balloons and some other balloons and a bubble-blowing gadget. You know, just that. And we just and some sidewalk chalk. And uh, we just had a good day. Really fun. And did you uh, praise the Lord in any way at any time? No. That, that's <laughs> not part of my Easter that's the, plan. That's the meaning of Easter. <laughs> it never was for me. Ever my whole life. We weren't church people, but for some reason you... Did Easter? You got dressed up and when See, we were I, kids. I particularly don't like Easter because when I was a kid, is that why you just kind of ignored us all day? <laughs> no, I didn't. No, you did. We just did our own thing, and you were just doing your own thing. Well, I don't see it as an. I'm not religious. So we weren't either. It. We just were having a good time. Yeah, no, but I'm not. I'm not. Um, you don't have a good time. Yeah, I did have a good time. I was playing games all day. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is, my memories of Easter, I was brought up as a strict Catholic, so Easter Day was a big deal, and it was get dressed up in your shirt and tie, go to the church in the morning, come home, formal meal, then go back to the church in the evening. I used to think it was the most horrible day ever. If that was supposed, to, I know it wasn't supposed to be fun, because you're supposed to be a day of reflection on the Lord and all that, but... I was never into it. So when you say you have good memories of Easter when you were a kid, I don't. Um, I don't know if I... But that's it. Yeah, that ours wasn't like that at all. We went to Grandma's. We that's had what I'm Easter saying. Eggs. It was just like Christmas for you, really, but... No, we didn't get gifts. Well, we got some. We got a basket that's of stuff. I mean. You got stuff. Yeah, but not like Christmas, no. Not at all. Hmm. Well, it was... <laughs> it was like as, as a kid, you got some stuff, right? We didn't. Yeah, you got like... <laughs> my mom always made an effort to make like... Like I said, one year I woke up and there was a trail of real colored eggs that I had colored myself. Now, we didn't color any eggs this year because I've got to my, my, my mind that's just actually pretty wasteful. I don't know why, but it just seemed like I'm not going to buy a dozen eggs and color them and throw them away. So I didn't do that. I just got some ones we can use over and over. So, But my mom would make a trail from my bed all the way down the hall, all the way into the dining room, all the way up to the basket. And there would be this big, huge basket, and there were four of us. But I'm ten years younger than... Ten and seven years younger than my siblings. So their gifts were different maybe a record or something i don't remember i only cared about myself and i'd get like a stuffed animal one year i got a basketball 
loads of candy, all the grass stuff sticking out, you know, and, you know, it was just a nice, those kinds of memories for Easter for me. No church involved. Yeah, so I tend to not bother with it. With it now. I'm not religious. I must say, I was brought up as straight Catholic, but now I'm not. Yeah, but you can make it what you want. You can, and I just see it as a normal day. I don't really... And for your Easter dinner, you had tuna for the fifth day in a row. <laughs> I did. And it was really good. Did they have tuna yesterday? Yeah, yes, it, you did. It was, it was really good. Yeah, so I might, um, I'm, so on today, a, I'm on a tuna kick. I would have tuna today, actually. If I, you don't want... Fine, you don't have to have the enchiladas. I'll I don't make think I've got up. any left, though. You do. There's two cans left in there. Is there? Yep. That's fine. I'll have all the enchiladas for myself. Okie dokie. And all that's right. all I've got, except I've been playing Gardening Mama a little bit more. I fell asleep playing yesterday, though. Because I've been up for like 30 hours. <laughs> Another reason why my Easter was probably fun was because I was so tired. And mine was also, I've got something. My a throat is coming. terribly sore. I can't, um, you know, this, even talking on this it's thing. good thing you're not a radio man. Oh, I don't even know what they did. They, like, when Howard Stern gets bad uh, throat, does he just go off or does he... I just don't. go through it. They probably have some kind of weird. They go to the doctor and inject the throat with something <laughs> to, you know, what do you call that? Anna. Or they just sound like a guy sore throat. Yeah. On that day. Well, your voice can go out easy, especially if you talk like he. Howard Stern does eight-hour show. Doesn't wow. He? So imagine talking for eight hours with a sore throat. Do you read him? You'd be drinking all the time. I guess it's no different than being in an office and talking to people all day. You know how you chit chat with. Yeah, people. but in an office, you talk to some people and then you'll. Not for a while. True. And you, he's asked to... That's it, isn't it? He's taught, he has to keep talking. All right, so thanks for listening. Um, Thank we you. We want to remind you about our websites, ascully.com, sidtalk.com, and twitter.com slash ascully, twitter.com slash sidtalk. Uh, you can also find me on Xbox Live, ascully live, A-S-C-U-L-L-Y-L-I-V-E. I nearly forgot how to spell it. Um, and we have this podcast on the iTunes Marketplace... No, the iTunes Music Store, <laughs> the Zoom Marketplace, and we have an RSS feed. Go to ascoli.com, click podcast. You can either subscribe or listen to it on the page. You can send feedback to ascoli at ascoli.com, but never Sid Talks at email address. And uh, stay classy, Jim Carrey. And uh, I'm gonna say, I was going to say Drew Carey. <laughs> stay classy, Drew Carey. The price is right. Come on down. Because you are not Jim Carrey. <laughs> and I'll say, uh, just think for yourself, because if you don't do it, somebody else will do it for you. Bye.